Hello, everyone, and welcome to Strictly Anime, a podcast for anime reviews and discussions. My name is Courtney. And I am Carl. This is episode 174, and we're discussing our winter 2024 anime first impressions. This episode will be spoiler-free, so no worries if you haven't seen any of the anime on our list. The new year has started, a new season has started, and we're pretty caught up although okay really quick no we're not we okay kind of with with winter 2024 i will say though i feel like a lot of the anime i'm I'm jumping ahead but a lot of the anime have started late because i only have one episode under my belt and i am caught up so i don't know it's kind of a weird release schedule for some of these shows usually by now the way we structure our schedule we have at least two maybe three episodes yeah actually now that you mention it a lot of the anime that i watched either had just one or two episodes out so yeah i don't know if there was like a late start to the year or something i don't know if it was um tied in with you know like the the earthquakes that were happening in japan and just having to put a pause on that but i it might have been although i feel like a lot of these were the predetermined release date for Mm. these shows but either way it's um it it feels a bit weird i don't know like we like to have a lot of context to talk about our our first impressions of these shows but we'll do the best that we can with some of these one episode ones but i do have a different update um with a different episode count and that's around my I, I feel like at this point, I should just call it my first time watching Naruto, even though technically I started it, tried to get into it back in the day when we were kids, and I just couldn't do so. So it's like a first time slash retry of Naruto. The first time you actually paid attention watching Naruto. The first time I actually got <laughs> significantly into Naruto, because I am now 24 episodes in, so I think I'm in the tune-in exam arc when you're just looking at me like what the fuck is that (laughs) i just go wait have you reached uh the silhouette or bluebird op yet no i don't think so no and definitely not bluebird um that's the only i think that's the only naruto op that i know because i do like that song i just don't know anything about it bluebird is from shippuden oh okay i've got a long way to go before (laughs) that well, I, uh, I'm on episode 24. If I remember correctly, I don't have it in front of me, but I'm, I'm using whatever one of the more popular filler guides is for Naruto, and I think a filler is coming up. So I plan that I want to try to experience Naruto as like completely as possible. It's the completionist in me. I plan to watch filler, but at two times speed because my time is very limited. And I, you know, need to be reasonable um, with you know, this are, watch. There's some sites that offer four times speed now. Perfect. I will. <laughs> maybe I'll watch it four times speed. Blast through in like six minutes. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I'm in the. Um, I'm in that arc. Um, it's interesting so far. Uh, I feel like the first part of Naruto that I watched was about a lot of the world building, and I feel like this arc, the Chunin Exam arc, is more about character establishment to try and get a feel for like some of the the bigger players in naruto i got introduced to rock lee what the fuck is that guy's problem this guy with like the bowl cut yeah he's got a bowl cut (laughs) round eyes and like big eyebrows he looks like a a me character from me maker yeah especially those eyes yeah um okay one thing i i do appreciate about naruto is how unhinged 
some of the humor is. Like, for example, when they introduce Rock Lee, um, I think Sakura is like, yo, this guy's fucking ugly. What's wrong with his eyelashes on the bottom being so long and his eyebrows are so fucking thick i was like what is happening like i like how they just say exactly what i'm thinking <laughs> in these moments um or when they they say that the first part of the tuning exam is a written portion naruto loses his shit he's like fuck i suck at, at written exams it's just the way he reacts to it is just it, it's pretty good like i i kind of like real yeah <laughs> like I, i'm actually pleasantly surprised at the way the humor is done in naruto like it's honestly I, I get why people that are in my generation that were the age that they were when naruto was you know the biggest thing on earth i get why they got so addicted to this show at least from the humor standpoint the comedy standpoint so yeah i gotta give it praises for that hopefully that holds up as the show goes on but yeah it's 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 okay like i think the this exam arc is good it's helpful to get to know some of these characters but now i'm also feeling some of that character fatigue where there's so many fucking people that they're talking about I'm like oh my god here we go it's like it's like jujutsu kaisen when they introduce like a whole onslaught of characters and i'm like wow this is like a lot to to process right now it's a lot to unpack well you'd hope that <laughs> those numbers thin out <laughs> by the end of the series yeah <laughs> you know in, in dramatic fashion or whatever um would you say that you, you're enjoying naruto a lot more than what you recall of it in the past i am yeah i mm. i don't know i think just back in the day i didn't vibe with it i just i tried um i saw how much other people around me fucking loved it I think I shared this before when I first, uh, you know, told everyone on the podcast that I was giving Naruto another go, that I watched it. I tried reading it in Shonen Jump. I, I just could not get into it. Um, so, yeah, I think maybe being so far removed from it and then watching it with a with more experience in anime is maybe helping me to appreciate what they're doing a little bit better. <laughs> I thought you were going to say with more experience in life. <laughs> that too i guess so yeah that's my naruto update i know that a lot of our discord members were very excited to hear that i'm watching naruto and would love to hear updates so i'll keep doing that i'll share updates um every several episodes and just kind of let you guys know how i'm doing on my naruto journey because i've got a long fucking way to go i'm episode 24 of 220 and then I got another 500 to go. I don't even know. Should I watch some of the movies? Are they canon? Guys, I'm overwhelmed. So if anyone wants to let me know, reach out, let me know, or, you know, share it in the Discord. Like, do I watch the movies? And if so, like, when should I watch them? Let me know that. It, as long as they're canon. Because I, I get really frustrated with non-canon movies. It just kind of feels not like a waste of time, because I'm sure some of them are good. But it just kind of feels, like, unfortunate that they're not canon or not part of the larger story. So now let's jump into first impressions. As always, these are, as, as self-explanatory as it is, our first thoughts on the new anime of the season. We always try to get a couple episodes under our belt, but yeah, as we explained earlier, we're probably going to have one episode for several of these shows just because of the way everything's timing out. But as always, we're going to go through whatever is continuing from the previous season and then what we are currently watching, and then what's on the deck for um, later in the season, whether we just haven't picked it up yet, 
or maybe it hasn't aired yet. But if anyone's interested in hearing our final thoughts on the season once everything's done airing, that is a bonus episode that's exclusive for our patrons. So we encourage you guys to check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash strictly series. And speaking of that, speaking of supporting us, there are other ways besides our Patreon to support us if you'd like to do so. And the rest of these ways um, are, they don't involve any monetary, um, you know, pieces to them. But uh, whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on, if it happens to have the ability to leave us a rating, please do so. We love that. That helps us out a ton. And it, you know, it's it's a quick, easy way to to help us out and support us. You can also subscribe to us on that same platform, so that way you can find out as soon as our episodes go live. Um, you can you can tune into those. If you want to interact with us directly, you can join our Discord or follow us on Instagram at the Strictly Series or on Twitter at Strictly Series. But as always, the fastest way that most podcasts grow is through word of mouth. So if you know any fellow weebs who would love to listen to our anime discussions, then recommend Strictly Anime to them. Picking up where we left off a little bit earlier, let's talk about our our overall thoughts on winter 2024. Right off the bat, besides the fact that everything's kind of airing a little bit later than normal, I would say as far as major titles, like big, big titles it's kind of few and far between in winter. Are you feeling that same vibe? Yeah. Well, I, I, I'm, I feel behind. (laughs) (laughs) I, I, I'm still trying to clear stuff off of my fall 2023 plate, but I, I purposely decided for winter that I was going to pick up fewer shows just so, you know, I'm not overloaded, but yeah, even trying to pick shows to, to watch, I ended up with probably like 10 or so. Um, so. Nothing like really stands out. I mean, there are the return of a couple shows, and I would say one show in particular that's probably leading the pack for winter. So I'll, <laughs> I guess I'll take back my st- statement that there aren't any standout shows. There are a few standout shows. I guess I was expecting more, but there's still like pretty decent ones out there that, I, I, like so far, what I've what I've picked, I'm I'm liking what I'm watching. So yeah, I I feel like in terms of like big titles, like major anime, AAA, whatever you want to you know define them as, the only ones that I that are like catching my eye here are Soul Leveling and Classroom Classroom of the Elite season three. Obviously, there's other stuff like Mashal's been really popular. Um, I think Blue there's some something about Blue Exorcist. I have never seen it before, but I feel like the vast majority, at least of what I have on my list, are like mid to smaller anime, not mid, like middle size, I don't want people to come at me, middle size to smaller, like newer shows that are still really, really good, like surprisingly good. But yeah, like I I think back to some of the more recent seasons, and I feel like we had such an onslaught of giant titles, giant names every, you know, every quarter that it was almost overwhelming here it's like we've got the two and then a bunch of like fun new things to pick from so it's not a bad situation at all it actually is kind of nice to be able to take a step back and enjoy like i said some some smaller titles or some newer ips and just kind of feel refreshed um but i am happy that you know there are some really good season twos and of course classroom of the elite like i said is on here so yeah that's my my initial thought but i think it is a 
rather strong start to 2024. Before we dive into 2024, um, let's talk continuing anime from 2023. The first one I have on the list is The Apothecary Diaries, which is continuing on. And my God, it's so good. It is like really, really good. Oh, you know better than I do. Because I think I'm only I'm only four episodes in uh, right now with uh, Apothecary Diaries, but it seems like you're you're pretty caught up or almost caught up. Yeah, I am 14 episodes in. Wow. As of right now, I think it's slated for 24. I'm trying to click it. Okay, here we go. So 24. I am 14 episodes in. Yeah, it's. It's um it's really good. It's addicting. It's the one show so far that I have been itching to watch every single week. Like the second it drops, I am there ready to watch the next episode. I did not expect it to be this good. It's gorgeously animated. The show is addicting. The characters are fun. The music is beautiful. I love it. It is great. It is just like pure enjoyment in my mind. Yeah, I mean it has strong leads with uh, Mao Mao and Jinshi. And I guess where I am at right now, it seems like there's like a, a mystery of the week that's going on in, in the palace or whatever. I don't know if that, does that really continue with subsequent episodes or I guess it does, I figure like Mao Mao's story advances a lot as well. There is, yeah. There's some um, more plot progression as the episodes go on. That's good to know. So eventually I'll, I'll catch up to... Finish all 24 episodes at some point, but like I said, I'm fucking behind. <laughs> the next one we have is Free Ren Beyond Journey's End. Um, I will be honest, I have not made any, we have not made any progress since our first review episode um, for Free Ren. So we're going to do a multi parter review series part one if you're interested in listening to our initial thoughts on free run is episode 165 of strictly anime we we reviewed the first 10 episodes that's still where we're at uh, mostly because we want to watch the next batch closer to when we review it that way everything's kind of fresh in our heads because there's a lot of nuances and and little things that you need to pick up on with free run in order to appreciate the vibes appreciate the storytelling so with a show like this it is a little bit better for us to watch it in a batch yeah my answer is the same here as courtney said we're behind on this i'm fucking behind uh but i think where we left off there's some interesting things happening i'm pretty sure we were in the middle of a of a huge battle where freeran had showed her her prowess so expecting a lot more of that I've seen like some of the memes that have been posted in our Discord related to Free Run. One in particular where it seems like she's in a sort of drunken stupor. <laughs> so looking forward to the context of that. But yeah, expect our review for part two of Free Run pretty soon. And the last show that's continuing from last year is Undead Unluck. I am six episodes in. There's going to be 24, so I'm, I'm decently behind. I'm guessing you are as well. Yeah, no how, comment. <laughs> how many episodes are you in so far? Three. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's not too bad. Uh, this show is unhinged, and I love it. I love it so much. I wouldn't say this is like my favorite that is you know lingering from last year, 
but it's really, really good. I think what I really like about Undead Unluck is that everything is very stylized and every moment is kind of done like a blockbuster action film. The show just goes and goes and goes and never really stops. So I love how high energy it is. I love the characters. I love the dynamic between the two main characters. And yeah, I'm just, I'm enjoying it. I think what's most unhinged to me is the way Andy utilizes his abilities in combat. Like, you know chopping off a limb and shooting around with a jet stream of blood <laughs> for anyone who has not watched this show yet you're probably like what the fuck are you talking about it seems appropriate that david production is behind this show since they also handle a, a series that's known for like it's craziness and chaos it's bizarreness right <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah again i can't say much about the show since i'm only three episodes in but, yeah, I, I really love the dynamic between Andy and, is it Foucault? Yes. Yeah. It's like polar opposites, even obviously in their abilities. But that rapport is what makes the show so great. Moving on to currently watching for winter 2024. First up, we have Cherry Magic. 30 years of virginity can make you a wizard? What the fuck? <laughs> so I am one episode in because I I think there's only one episode. I'm guessing you're also one episode in. Yeah, just one episode. Yeah, there was a comment on, on this that I saw on that first episode on Crunchyroll. It, it called this the actually gay version of my new boss is Goofy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, I can totally see that because a lot yeah, of people 100%. were like, I want my new boss is Goofy to be more gay, <laughs> but it wasn't. So maybe the show will deliver. But honestly, I'm I'm so excited. I think I've found my spicy romance for the season, but it's also wholesome. I kind of feel like it's, so far anyway, one episode in it's hard to judge i feel like it's kind of like 50 percent wholesome 50 percent spice and i'm digging it like i think that's a great way to approach this type of story yeah and actually i think this is my first bl anime is it nice yeah i mean it's not my first like bl source that i've i've yeah, got that. Uh, <laughs> go ahead and tell everyone what you read. <laughs> yeah, the first BL thing that I had forayed into was Dick Fight Island, the, the <laughs> manga, and that was fun to read. Uh, but yeah, I'm actually looking forward to, to Cherry Magic uh, for some of the same reasons that you mentioned. Um, and first, it, it being a BL, I'm looking forward to that aspect of it. But also, this is another like millennial office worker comedy which I've said before, it feels like there's not many of those, but I guess that was a lie because this is just another one. Um, hot off the heels again of my new boss is Goofy. Although I'm so, like, enam I don't know if enamored is the right word, but I'm so confused about, like, why the characters' eyes in this show, they're so fucking wide. Are they? I didn't notice. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> now I'm going to check that they out. extend almost towards their ears it makes them look more sultry and attractive maybe i guess makes them i guess it makes kurosawa more dreamy yeah it's kind of funny how the premise of this is also like um like what women want that movie from like 90s 2000s uh with mel gibson oh right okay right? yeah 
Like it's that the premise of that, but then make it BL. <laughs> I think that, um, like, I know that because earlier earlier you mentioned you know, anime that take place in the workplace that follow working adults. I remember when we first started our podcast. I think maybe in a Patreon bonus episode, probably on the main episode as well, uh, or main podcast as well. I had mentioned that I really want to see more shows that are about working adults because, at least for us, it's more relatable. And to your point, I feel like we are getting more of that, and I absolutely love it. So I'm really excited about Cherry Magic because I'm hoping there won't be any like weird limitations or like loopholes that they have to to find in order to like have these romantic moments unfold. Like, I, I don't want to like spoil anything too much, but in the first episode, like there's a sleepover that happens, right? Like that kind of stuff is a little more difficult to pull off when they're not working adults um, because you have mm-hmm. to like ask the parents for permission. Although apparently in Japan, you don't have to do that because the parents are never around anyway. So yeah, it is just kind of nice to remove some of those age type of limitations and just let the romance unfold as it would in an adult world like that. So yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to it. I'm excited to watch this one more. And I hope the ratio of wholesomeness and spice continues because I do really appreciate how much um, the... I, I don't even know their names yet because I haven't spent enough time with them. The it's, one guy genuinely loves the main character. Yeah, Kurosawa. Which it's funny that he kind of falls into the trope of some hot guy that a lot of girls have their eyes on. And then he ends up, you know, the term playing for the other team. And then obviously that puts Adachi in very uncomfortable situations because he doesn't know how to react to that. um, Having this ability to read other people's thoughts. But the one thing I appreciate about Kurosawa is that he never takes advantage of adachi yeah like he has really lewd thoughts <laughs> that, that at least he, he keeps to himself and he doesn't act upon it and you know he he treats adachi really well he's just he's just a good guy overall and i would say like best boy material right now uh so yeah just looking forward to the antics between the two of them and you know like seeing how their relationship goes from there Next up is The Dangers in My Heart Season 2. So I watched the first season. Carl didn't, um, but I highly recommend it to him. I am currently one episode in for the show because there's only one episode so far, but it's great. It's more of the same uh, with Season 2, but it's it's a good thing that it's more of the same because I really, really enjoyed what we got in season one. It's off to a strong start with this first episode. Same production quality that we got last season. Although I am hoping for even more romantic progression in season two. And yeah, I just thought it was a solid start to the season. I will say, uh, for anyone who did watch the first season, this time around, it feels like they're going all in with the blonde kid in the first episode. He was unhinged and like, I just the, the most hilarious part of episode one. I think his name is Sho Adachi, which is funny because the last show, uh, the character's oh, so name was a, also yeah. Adachi. <laughs> but yeah, this kid, this kid is horny as fuck. But like the way they present, the way his mind works is is just so funny. It's so subtle, but so funny. Next up is a newer anime called Mr. Villain's Day Off. 
We are, well, I'm one episode in. I imagine you're also one episode in because there's only one episode out. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, it's uh, it's a very interesting show. I would call this, it's My Boss's Goofy meets Super Sentai. Yeah. And I guess along the same lines, the show has a, like vibes of love after world domination. Yeah. Just seeing these larger than life characters, or in this case, like this larger than life villain, seeing him outside of the nine to five and it's just funny because the guy he's just trying to enjoy his fucking day off (laughs) like that's that's the premise of the whole show but it's just funny how like he takes these everyday mundane moments of having a day off and it turns into this like huge events almost like when he's actually facing uh what is it the rangers um that he is up against like like the scene I mean, there's one scene where it's just him waking up and we see his daily routine and how plain it is, but he enjoys the simplicity of it. And then there's like all the stuff that happens in, in the shopping mall where he like dials it up to 11 and like he, he treats it as this this very nihilistic thing. Almost like the humor that I enjoyed in like Devil is a Part-Timer season one. Yeah, I, I think that um, it's the kind of have this blend of comedy but also making you think a little bit because this villain is going to eventually try to take over the world and like kill humans or whatever and in his days off i'm like i won't spoil like too much of what actually happens in the first episode but he enjoys certain aspects of the human world to which he thinks like oh well maybe i'll spare you because um you know i appreciate what you're doing here but then there are other times where he encounters something that's really fucking frustrating or annoying. And he's like, this is why we're taking over the world. (laughs) And in those moments, I'm like, yeah, I get your frustration because that would piss me off too. Uh, Not that I I would say it's worth, you know, destroying the whole world. But I I like that they approach it that way, that he's spending time in a world that he eventually plans to take over and seeing how he reacts to that. Yeah, I think I just like the fact that, you know, as much as he... He's plotting the destruction of the world as we know it. That, you know, villains are people too. And sometimes they just need that break from the nine to five. Next up is what could be the biggie of the season. It is solo leveling. There are two episodes out. We are caught up with both episodes. And it's always a matter of will it or won't it with these manhwa anime adaptations Mm -hmm. will it live up to the hype or won't it will we get another tower of god situation or won't we or will we not whichever is grammatically correct um so i i'm excited because of how much the solo leveling manhwa fans have like touted the show and are so excited about the anime adaptation but i am still a little apprehensive because who knows if the an- the anime version will live up to the reputation that the manhwa has but so far i'd say i'm i'm pretty hooked on the grittiness of the show and the intensity of the show the first episode i thought was was a great way to to like reel me in yeah and it ends on a cliffhanger where like this very rarely ever happens i guess in my case where i'm really excited to see what happens in the next episode? Like that happened with this one. I know okay. because when we first started watching, I was like, "Oh, 
there's two episodes out. Do we, do you want to watch both? And you're like, oh, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of tired. I want to just, you know, I want to watch the first one. And, see. Yeah. <laughs> and then suddenly we just immediately went into the second episode. Yeah, because I just had to find out what was going to happen next. Yeah, it was good. Um, it, it Maybe this is a stretch, but it kind of reminded me of watching AOT for the first time. Like the excitement I had of like finding out what happens in the next episode. Uh, so, you know, maybe the hype levels that the manhua fans have been pushing on like the anime community maybe there's some merit to it and i guess another thing to add to that is giguk from the trash taste podcast i think he gave his stamp of approval on solo leveling when he read the manhua and he had done a video on this and i remember this vividly because in his analysis of solo leveling there was this running joke about hunters and every time he said the word hunter it would cut to the hunter hunter over here. <laughs> remember that yeah yeah but you know he had high praise for this and maybe i think it was like a year or two ago when he made this video and so now it's kind of surreal to see that solo leveling has an anime adaptation and while i have my reservations with the hype levels behind it because of like what tower of god had done to us um, I think it's a promising show. I'll say there are plenty of tropes that are in this show that we've seen in other anime, but I it always depends on the execution for me. And I think the way that Solo Leveling is taking these instances that we've seen in other series, I think it's handling them in a way that, again, feels refreshing, feels unique, especially with these two episodes that kind of blew me away and i was actually terrified <laughs> of the climax in the first episode because it gave me vibes from hunchback of notre dame the the disney animated film oh, yeah. <laughs> that's an interesting comparison but i can see that yeah if you know you know i i think what's exciting me about solo leveling is it seems to respect our time as viewers and i got that sense because in the first episode they gave us lore but they didn't do it in some like convoluted way. There, it was literally a guy who was telling us the lore, like the basics of the lore, in a way that was like, "Here, I'm just gonna tell you really quick, get the shit out of the way, so we can get to the good stuff." And mm. I love that. Like, it's just enough information for me to understand what's going on. And I get it. Like, you tell me it, I get it. Good. Let's let's move to the to the fun stuff. And that's exactly what happened. So I, I appreciate that the show so far respects our time. Oh, and I think uh, another thing I love is that the music composer for this is. Hiroyuki Saono, who is best known for doing the soundtrack for Attack on Titan. So there's a level of epicness with this one that he enhances with the music, which felt like listening to the AOT soundtrack. And I think that just increased my enjoyment of the show. So really hoping that you know the, the trajectory of solo leveling will continue to be on the up and up. Next up is bottom tier character Tomozaki second stage. Carl is watching this. Um, I have not seen it, although I really did like the OP from the first season. So tell me, how's the OP in the second season? I will say that Dialogue Plus, the group that did the OP for the first season, has returned for the second season, but it, it doesn't have the same vibes as... The, the song was called Jinsei Easy. Aww. So, yeah, the, it's a bit of a disappointment. But yeah, uh, Tomozaki is back 
after a two-year hiatus for, again, the second stage, um, since it's it's all focused on Tomozaki leveling up, like, his social status. And I've only watched one episode of the second season so far. I felt like I needed a refresher, though, because there are so many different students in this show. But, you know, the first episode just re-familiarizes the viewer with them, so I didn't have to, like do a quick watch of the first season and in this episode this first episode the series has played to what it does well and that's transforming tomozaki's goals to elevate his high school social status by turning it into a real life rpg with the help of hinami who's also trying to 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 gain some benefit from him in like advancing her video game playing skills basically and with this, I guess, first arc of the season, um, he's been tasked with a specific sports festival-related mission, and I'm, I'm sure you know, like it's the sports festival arc which appears in a lot of like slice of life. I'm sure there'll be an, a bunkasai, or I don't even remember if there was a bunkasai episode and arc or episode or arc in the first season, but yeah, at least now Tomozaki has the confidence and the swagger to carry himself a little bit better rather than being the shell of a person that he started to crack out of in the first season um so yeah looking forward to to this one it'll probably just be my casual watch for this season but yeah, <laughs> I, I will say it was kind of disappointing that the, the second op wasn't as hard-hitting as the first one next on the list is the foolish angel dances with the devil I'm watching this. I don't think you're watching this, right? Yeah, that was just like a sentence you string together that made no sense to me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there's only one episode. I am caught up with that one episode. And I'm not sure what to make of this yet. Like, is it a romance? Is it a comedy? Like, I, I... I don't know. I like what we're getting so far with it, but I don't know where it's gonna go in this first episode. I do enjoy, like the dynamic between the two characters um i enjoy the reveal towards the later part of the first episode but yeah i just i I can't get a a good vibe check on this yet although i was browsing so there was on on mal there was a forum post or whatever um that caught my eye and it said something like look what they've done to my boy it's like what 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 is wrong with this show like before i started i need to know like am i gonna waste my time if i give it a go and everyone was saying like it's i don't know why you're reacting this way op like it's it's actually pretty good and then someone chimed in and said that they toned this anime down a lot compared to the manga i haven't looked into this so i don't know how accurate it is but they did post screenshots of the manga so i'm guessing it's pretty accurate but they said that the manga artist is formerly or is also a hentai artist so there are panels Mm. and like things that happen that are way more uh like you know erotic or way more intense in the manga but again for the anime adaptation they toned it down a lot and i think some of the the manga fans are 
a bit annoyed by that. And honestly, I'm kind of annoyed too. I want to experience it in the way that it's originally intended. Experience the dumpster fire as yeah. <laughs> the authentic dumpster fire. Like if that's the direction the creator was going, like just, just go that direction. There are other anime out there that are far worse than whatever these manga panels were that I saw. So I don't know why they made the choice to kind of tone it down. I don't think it'll overall ruin the story or anything like that but i feel like it's not going to be the authentic storytelling style that the creator originally wanted so for anyone who's interested to see the differences you could look it up and decide if you want to watch them the anime or not i'll keep it i'll keep going with it because i did enjoy this first episode but we'll see where it goes from there well you've kind of made me interested in wanting to know about this show i mean i read a brief synopsis on wikipedia uh it's Weird that, you know, they just don't do like a, a quote-unquote uncensored version of, of the show for those who want it. Yeah, it's not even like something, it's, just like, it's not like titties or anything like that. It's just the style, the art style is very evocative of hentai in certain I, panels. I, I it's hard, like, it's hard to describe. You have to see the difference. I feel like you've seen worse on Crunchyroll yeah, or absolutely. whatever. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. Well, we'll see where it goes. Yeah. Next up is Metallic Rouge. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm not watching this one, but you are, so. <laughs> I am, yes. I am one episode into this show. I don't think they've released an episode count yet, but it's an original anime by Studio Bones for their 25th anniversary. Bones being behind such series as My Hero Academia and Mob Psycho 100. So I feel like with this show... Kind of with other like anime originals we've seen recently, I'm thinking of Promare was Trigger's original anime. Yes, and then movie, yeah, yeah, movie, and then um, Bubble, which was with Studios. I think Mappa had one, but we hadn't had a chance to watch it. But yeah, here Metallic Rouge. It's instead of a movie, it's an anime series. And it has vibes of like cyberpunk, The Matrix, Blade Runner, Ghost in the Shell, kind of those futuristic settings. And it's a man versus machine conflict of like in terms of plot mixed with an illicit drug trade, mixed with mecha suits, mixed with the risks of machines being nonconformist or compliant or rebellious. So... This one, too, it just pulls from all of these tropes you'd expect from those shows or movies that have that cyberpunk setting. And then it takes those and then it puts it with this sort of buddy cop element or, I guess, cute girls doing cute things or shooting things. In this case, with vibes of Gunsmith Cats or Lycoris Recoil uh, with the dynamic between the main pairing, which are Naomi and Rouge. And so all in all, I think this series doesn't look to reinvent the game of like action-packed mecha drama anime and just feels more of like, hey, look what we can do approach with Bones, kind of like the marketing strategy of how great their studio has been. But I think it still feels entertaining enough to merit a watch. And if the show kind of keeps this traction, I can see this becoming as well-received as Lycoris Recoil from two years ago. And also Kenjiro Suda, one of my favorite VAs, is in the cast. So looking forward to hearing his voice and seeing what he does. Yeah, I may pick this one up. 
I'm going to I'm going to watch it. I'm going to see how it does in the ratings department and see kind of what your thoughts are as the episodes go by and yeah, I'm I'm I might start this one. So let me know. Next up is Sasaki and Peeps. Um 12 episodes. Not to be confused with Sasaki and Miano. I know, right? That was That's a good what show. I kept thinking of. When <laughs> I know. I, I thought this. about that too. Um, very different show. Uh, so yeah, Saki and Peeps is scheduled for twelve episodes. I'm caught up with two episodes in. Although the first episode was extra long. It was a double feature, and that was the only episode I've watched so far because I didn't realize it was like forty-eight minutes. Neither did I. I'm like, damn, this feels long. And then <laughs> I tapped. I like tapped to see how long the episode was. I'm like, oh, it's a it's a biggie. Yeah. And just like with Cherry Magic, it's another adult age comedy since the the main character, Sasaki, I think we see like a file of his during the show. He's apparently 39 years old. But... I was wondering how old he was, but I was too scared to look it up because I'm like, they make him look old. Yeah, okay, I, I'm not much too old. older. They make him look like a very mature adult. And I was like, he's probably going to be 32 or some shit like that and make me feel ancient. No, yeah, I think it's 39 is what is officially on his record that they show for a brief time on the show. Um, but I think it, it's, it makes it like he feels older because he's voiced by Tomokazu Sugita. Yeah. The voice of Joseph Joestar from Jojo's Bizarre Adventure and uh, Gintoki from Gintama. So I am excited about that part of, of the show is just hearing him voice Sasaki. And I, I think this is touted as as an isekai, but it's interesting because it feels like it's there's a clash between isekai and then a, another power system. Yeah. Okay. So here's my thought on the show. Um, I like it. And I want to keep liking it, but I cannot tell where this show is going. Two episodes in, or arguably three episodes in with the double feature in the first episode, I simply cannot establish what the main goal of the show is or what is the, the big overarching plot. Maybe we just need more time to establish that. But there's like a lot going on and all of those things going on are completely separate. I imagine at some point those plot lines are going to cross or meet, uh, maybe at least some of them. But there's like the isekai element that you mentioned. Mm -hmm. There's also the regular world element going on. Um, he, he, the guy works like like a hundred jobs basically. <laughs> he gets yeah. roped into like a hundred things. There's some weird shit going down with his neighbor. Like I, but none of that has has crossed paths so i don't know how it's all going to tie in together yeah i guess like what sasaki is trying to do is like live a quiet life like you know shikage kira yeah. <laughs> and, and one that is kind of lucrative for him but he, he can't do it with his current means with his his real life job but then he has this opportunity in this world that he can transport to but then other stuff happens where he develops magical skills and that catches the eye of, of, of an organization in the real world. And so this kind of has my home hero vibes for me where he's trying to balance out like having this, I guess, peaceful and kind of fulfilling life in this fantasy world while not 
compromising anything that's happening in his real life. So it's like a delicate balance, but you know, it's it's set to a very comedic tune. Yeah, it's a comedy. It's nowhere near the drama that my home hero was, but I, I can see what you mean, like striking that balance um, and trying to lead a normal life in a situation where that's near to impossible. So I'm interested. I just hope at least somewhat soon they try to help me along a little bit to understand like where this is going because um, some of the things are a bit, it's not like they're difficult to follow. It's just me wondering like, when am I going to understand how this all fits together? Yeah. Kind of like a, it's a, like a show about nothing, but then it, it's a show about something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Next up is the second season of Urusei Yatsura. I'm very, very excited about this. It's um, kind of like what I mentioned with some of the other se- uh, sequels, second seasons. It's more of the same, but in a good way. It's looking as gorgeous as the first season. It's as fun as the first season. The OP is as addicting as the first season content and story wise again it's more of the same as the first season which isn't a bad thing if you enjoy those shorter segments or like vignette style storytelling and i think that's what we're going to continue to get because that's what was prevalent um with you know back back in the day and with the original urusei yatsura so yeah if you enjoyed season one you will definitely enjoy the start to season two and that's, I mean, that's like really all I could say about it. Cause I, I do love the reboot of Urusei Yatsura. So I'm happy to, to have more of that. How many episodes will this season Oh my God, I, I'm so bad with that this time around. Thank you for keeping me honest about that. It's slated for 23 episodes. I am mm. one episode in because that's all that has aired so far. Yeah, I think most of the shows that we've talked about are only 12 or 13 episodes. So, so yeah, so it's going to be a longer one. It'll span... It'll span. 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 It'll expand. <laughs> It'll span two seasons. Next is Classroom of the Elite Season 3. Again, what I imagine is going to be one of the, the bigger titles for this season. But I'm going to sound like a broken record, guys. Here we go. It's more of the same. It's Classroom of the Elite. You By now, three seasons in, you know exactly what you're getting yourself into. Although this arc that we're starting off with without spoiling anything of course um will be a bit different because now we're kind of in a different place essentially however everything it's it's still it's still good i'm still enjoying it it's setting up for some really interesting mind games and all that um and this arc in particular has my attention because horikita's older brother is with them and he's voiced by my favorite voice actor Yuchiro Umehara. Wow. So I'm like, let's fucking go. And I also really like how her relationship with her brother kind of plays into the grand scheme of Classroom of the Elite. So I'm hoping we get more of that and seeing how they interact and how they interact with other people. So if you enjoy Classroom of the Elite, then look forward to season three because first episode, pretty damn good. And the last anime that we are currently watching for the season is... A Sign of Affection, which has 12 episodes um, to look forward to and one episode out currently. I watched it. Have you started it? Yeah, I watched one episode as well. I would say this is one that I'm looking forward to um, just below solo leveling. Yeah, this was 
really good. New anime. Uh, I don't know what the source material is. Is it a manga? Pretty sure it's a manga. Let me let me open this bad boy really quick. Yeah, Japanese manga series written and illustrated by Su Morishita. Thank you. Um, I have we found our successor to a silent voice? I wouldn't say it's a successor, but like on that same level of drama. Yeah, it's got a similar uh, premise. Yeah, with the main character that has a hearing impairment. Yes, and I, I just, I, I loved this first episode. It's the show is extremely promising, and I can tell that this anime and the story they're not trying to be overly dramatic or be like cry porn or force tears from you but that it's a very thoughtful um and, and well-developed story and it's trying to help the audience get a sense of what it's like to have this disability and i realized this during the bar scene again no spoilers i won't say what happens but during that bar scene where Again, with, with nothing that's like forceful or in your face about the storytelling, they managed to make me feel a bit of the isolation that Yuki experiences. And I, I honestly kind of got choked up during that moment in the bar scene. And I was like, damn, they, they know how to strike a chord with me. Like, this is going to be a really good story if they can keep that up for the rest of the season. Yeah, and it's kind of ironic because it feels like in this show, the use of sound feels more significant especially surrounding like yuki's hearing impairment kind of being symbolized by this i don't know if it's like a glockenspiel if that's the instrument or it kind of sounds like those high-pitched wine glasses um that kind of emphasize uh this aspect of her or even just how the show focuses on things like footsteps or text messaging tones a lot of that just is amplified with how this series tells the story between Yuki and Itsuomo? Itsuomi. Itsuomi? Itsuomi. Itsuomi Mario. <laughs> um, which, you know, he, he, feels like, he feels like a guy that's ripped out of a male K-pop group every time I look at him. And another thing I notice is that lips feel more pronounced in the way that they're drawn. Everyone's got big, juicy lips. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe that's also in line with like, you know, Yuki having this lip reading ability. But yeah, I was just so enamored by this first episode and the absolute riz that this man has when he texts Yuki in the climax. Good. Like, yeah. Good God. Itsuomi is hot. <laughs> he is hot. Potential husbando of 2024 right here. And not only is he hot, he's fucking nice too. Like, let's mm -hmm. go. What the hell? And great voice actor choice too. I mean, just the perfect fit all around. So I am I am excited about this big boy. Let me tell you. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, overall, I just feel a huge wealth of substance and special charm in this series is I don't yeah it's not categorized as like a slice of it's genre falls within drama and romance and I'm definitely getting that feel for it because there are certain characters that are introduced that have like an it seems like they have an agenda with with Yuki and and being part of her life so really looking forward to I don't know if it's going to be levels of like Marmalade Boy and the spiciness of the drama. I hope not. I hope it's not dramatic. Like, I hope mm. there are dramatic moments, but I hope it's not like overly dramatic or drama for the sake of drama. I, yeah. I'd be happy if this was a wholesome 
romance story the way it seems to be trending as of right now. With a tinge of tension, I Yeah, guess. right. Like, there needs to be, like, some friction somewhere to keep things interesting. And I'm sure we'll get that. But I don't... I think the, the vibe that we're getting right now is is really, really exciting. And cherry on top, the bonus to all of this, adult cast. Yes. Love it. So many shows this season that are focused on either working class adults or in this case, it's like college age adults. Last category for our first impressions, which I guess we can't really share any first impressions for, is upcoming anime. So this is anything that has not aired yet, therefore we haven't seen it yet, or has started airing, we just haven't committed to it or started watching it yet. First up is Mashal Season 2. Yeah, sequel to Mashal Season 1. <laughs> oh, shit! <laughs> uh, this one is called The Divine Visionary Candidate Exam Arc, and this is on my plan to watch list, but Mashal Season 1 is currently on hold in my mail, so eventually I'll get around to it. Um, yeah, you know, I just wish I had time because again, there's there's a parody aspect I feel to this anime that relates to like the the Harry Potter franchise more specifically, but you know, you know, magic or fantasy series in general, and I'd love to see more of that. But again, <laughs> it'll take some time before I can catch up from what I'm so behind on. Next is Stick It On Around Koinu. I have not heard of this one. Yeah, I don't know how the fuck this ended up on my plan to watch list. Maybe because it's a show about a dog. And I pulled the premise of this show for anyone who's interested. It's, it follows Koinu, a serious-minded dog who goes to work one day only to find that his company has gone bankrupt. At a loss, Koinu takes a job from a mysterious recruitment agent and is hired to paste dog stickers all over the city. Even though he doesn't understand the purpose of this strange assignment, Koinu works hard every day at his new employment. So I think this is more of a short-form comedy series. It's, I don't know if it's like 5 to 10 minutes per episode, and it's, it has this very cartoony style to it, but I don't know exactly where this is going to be streaming. I don't think it's on Crunchyroll or High Dive. It's... It's in Japan, or it's airing in Japan on TV Tokyo, so I'm sure it'll make its way eventually to the internet, um, but I guess I'll watch this whenever it comes out. Okay, I found it, and yes, I, okay, so I have seen this. I just didn't realize the English title was Stick It On Around Koinu. This is the one where I think the dog looks like a chicken, like a like a cooked chicken. Sure. I <laughs> That's when I when I was scrolling the first time I saw it. I'm like, is that a is that a cooked chicken? And then I was like, oh no, it's a dog, and uh, some sort of puff next to him. It looks really fucking cute. So if you do find this streaming somewhere, let me know. Maybe I'll I'll watch this one too. Next is Great Pretender Razbluto. <laughs> Did I say that correct? Yeah, I looked up this word earlier. Um, the sentimental feeling you have about someone you once loved but no longer do. English? Another language? What is... Um, I was thinking Italian, but I think it's a different language. Russian. Oh, okay. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Well, um... Yeah, it just says sequel to Great Pretender, but is this a movie? Yes, because it had screenings earlier this month. 
we didn't attend the stateside screenings, but oh, I didn't even realize. Oops. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it, it felt like they just dropped the news. Like they announced like the sequel to Great Pretender in December, and then they're like, "Oh, we're gonna have screenings for this," and I'm like, "What the fuck? It already happened." But it's set to premiere in February at some point. Although I don't know which platform is going to have it because I think the original series uh, streamed on Netflix, but then Crunchyroll licensed this sequel. So there might be a switch over uh, or maybe both streaming services will uh, show the series, but it remains to be seen. Or not the series, the, the movie. I'm like half interested in watching this because I enjoyed Great Pretender, but I hated the ending of the first season. And I'm looking at the cast list and I don't want to say anything about it because I guess technically it's spoilers um, for Great Pretender. But I'm like confused at how this sequel will play into the larger story. So we'll watch it and see what this is all about. But I guess I'm not in a huge hurry to watch it. My assumption is that it focuses more on or like it delves more into Laurent's like backstory. That's what I'm guessing too. Especially like yeah, there was a post credit scene I think towards the end of the first I'll call it the first season that alluded to like that's where the story is about to go. But just weird that it's a sequel. Yeah. Maybe the the word choice is weird. Anyway, we'll we'll see it when we see it. And last up is the My Happy Marriage OVA which I'm really excited about because I watched My Happy Marriage last year. I thought it was really good. It was a very unexpected romance that had a lot more substance to it besides just the romance piece of it. But the romance part of it was really fucking good. So I don't know what the hell this OVA is supposed to be about, but I'm here for it. I think there's supposed to be a second season to My Happy Marriage. So this will hold us over until that second season premieres. And there you have it. Those are the anime on our list for winter 2024 and our first thoughts about them. But as always, if you guys have any recommendations for what we should watch, especially in a season like this where we don't have the major titles that we typically have, so we're tapping into some unique or new IP, let us know if there's anything else that we should add to our list. We're always open to those recommendations. Wait, you're not watching High Card Season 2? No, because <laughs> oh, High Card Season to... 1 was mid. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, if anyone has anything to say about Delicious in Dungeon, I think that was another thing that caught my eye. But That's I... a gourmet one, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, um, Delicious in Dungeon. <laughs> comedy, Fantasy, Gourmet are the categories on Mal. But yeah, if, there, if there's something like that or if anyone has insight on Delicious in Dungeon or any other shows... This season, would love to hear it. You can share your thoughts on the Discord. I think that's the most direct way uh, to get in contact with us. Thank you guys, as always, for tuning in. Hope you're enjoying Winter 2024 anime as much as we are and looking forward to a good season ahead. Subscribe to Strictly Anime and Strictly JoJo on your favorite podcast service. Join our Discord to chat with us. Follow us on Instagram at The Strictly Series, on Twitter at Strictly Series, and check out our website, thestrictlyseries.com. And if you'd like to get access to our bonus episodes and hear our end-of-season review, head over to patreon.com slash thestrictlyseries. And as always, stay safe, stay healthy, stay weeb.